Hello, this is Anne. And this is Ella. And we're making another episode of Teen Plus Mum. Today we are going to talk about gambling. And we're going to talk about this because the internet told me to do this. I got on my Facebook feed um, some ads from the Victorian government saying, have you talked to your teenager about gambling? And I said, no, I haven't. I haven't, but I will. <laughs> so that's what we're doing now. So Ella, what do you know about gambling? Um, I know that it's predominantly sports and card games, I think, and you can gamble in the casino. Mm-hmm. Do you know if there's an age limit you have to be to gamble? No. 18? Yep, you have yeah. to, you're supposed to be 18. Um, so to buy lottery tickets or scratchies or to go into the casino, uh, to be around gaming, um, you have to be 18. Okay. Okay. Now you know. <laughs> um, I looked at information from the Victorian uh, Responsible Gambling Foundation uh, and they've got some information about talking to teens about gambling because obviously this is a growing problem. Uh, and it says that eight in ten teens have gambled. I, I would assume you'd have to include 18 and 19 year olds in that. Um, and it also said three to four percent of teens have at school have a gambling problem. And it said that that makes it one in every class. A class of 25 kids, one of those kids will have a gambling problem. Does that sound like a lot of people? Not really, but I think it probably is. Yeah. If the whole school has one child in every class with a gambling problem, that is a lot. Yeah, that's a big deal. Particularly if you're supposed to be 18 to gamble at all. Yes. That's a problem. And young people don't really have access to a lot of money and you need money to gamble. So it's a really big thing. Um, and if... People gamble underage, they're more likely to become problem gamblers as an adult. Lots of people gamble um, and it isn't a problem. I buy a scratchy once in a while. I like the crossword ones where you scratch out all the letters. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> uh, but I don't win any money and I don't expect to. I will bet on the Melbourne Cup once a year, you know, a $2 bet and I'll go up to the TAB and make a fool of myself every year trying to figure it out. Um, so I figure I, I gamble, but I don't have a problem with gambling. So the Resourceful Gambling Foundation says that young people's attitudes towards gambling are shaped by a bunch of things, and one of them is ads. So have you seen any ads for uh, betting? Yes, there is that sports bet ad. And the one with the green button. Okay. I don't remember what that one is. Nope, not no. I. Um, and when would you see those? On TV. On TV sometimes. <laughs> it comes up uh, during games, uh, football games. Yeah. Um, sports, um, showing odds with sports. Um, and it says that young people can't really tell the difference between uh, announcers just mentioning the odds, uh, which they do because gaming companies tell them the odds and tell them to mention it, so it's like an advertisement. Um, 
but they don't see it as an advertisement. They see it as part of the game is knowing the odds and potentially that leads to, to betting against those odds. Um, online gaming, there's some games apparently that have a, a betting or chance element to the game. Do you know any like that? There's tons with chance element, but not, not really betting. Not betting on the outcome or getting a, yeah, okay. I haven't seen any. <laughs> um, friends, influence, um, people that gamble as well. And I think a really big one is role models at home. So if you live in a family that bets a lot, it's likely that um, young people in that house will, will bet a lot. Yes, but makes sense. friends can have a positive influence on gambling. Yeah, they can um, potentially see it as a problem and help that person out. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh, I think that's really important. Um, they say on this uh, foundation as well that uh, potentially an adult could block gambling content on on their phones or devices of young people. I'm not sure how that works out. What I've read as well is that gambling affects boys more than girls and I can see this already in your little brother. He does tipping. He's in a tipping comp with his dad. He has an account online and um, because he's under the age of 18, they don't show the odds on his tipping account, but they do on your dad's. And Perry has seen these odds and realised that, you know, he's worked out what it means. He's worked out what the odds are and if the odds are shorter, then one person has got a better chance of winning. Uh, so that kind of guides his choice a little bit. Why do you think they made the choice to, to not give the odds to children? Um, so they lose and don't want to gamble anymore? <laughs> For sure. It makes a, <laughs> Really? Makes, well, it makes a really big difference to someone's um, life experience. If they have a really big win, a gambling win early in their life, they're more likely to, to chase that win later in their life. So your dad grew up in a house where there was gambling. His, his father gambled on the horses. Um, so he was around it a lot as a child. But the difference for him, um, as opposed to is if he was a child now, is that there's no in, there was no internet betting. So you had to go to the track or you had to go to somewhere to put your money on uh, to be able to bet. These days, it's it's in the house. Do you reckon a teenager could work out how to get a sports bet account if they really wanted? Yes, Easy. I could probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> Easily, because young people know that on the internet, um, ages are hard to prove or you, you put an age in and... and the website just goes with it, so it's easy to fake ages Yes, on the internet. So I think it's pretty easy for young people to get betting accounts. Your great-grandfather was a compulsive gambler, and that meant that he, he spent all, all the family money on horse racing, and sometimes he would win big, he would have lots of money, and they would be rich for a day, and instead of 
stopping gambling and enjoying that wealth, uh, he would keep gambling and then lose it all again and then they would have to move towns. They moved towns a lot uh, to avoid gambling debt. So it really impacted on your grandfather's life, being influenced by his father's love of racing and the racetrack and the colours and the excitement of racing um, with moving around a lot uh, because of gambling. So how do you think it would affect a family if there was that level of gambling, if someone was a compulsive gambler in a family? I think it would be upsetting and it would be hard, you know, moving around a lot making new friends and then just losing them again. And it would affect what the family could afford. Uh, so the sort of home they could own or rent, um, the sort of clothes the family had, all, all of that and activities they did. And food. And food they got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I worked with a guy once who was a really nice man, um, but he had a gambling addiction. He worked in retail and he would... He just put the money from the till in his pocket, go and gamble it. I'm sure he intended to bring it back, um, but he couldn't because gamblers lose. You can't really win if you keep doing it. You might get lucky once or a couple of times, um, but ultimately gamblers lose their money. Um, so it's really sad. So your father and I decided... To go to the casino once and we gave ourselves a limit I think of $20 or $15 we bumbled around we got chips we you know put money into the pokies and didn't know how to do it and we kept you know reading the attendant and not realizing and we decided <laughs> to do roulette which is what you um you spin a ball and it lands in a number yeah and you can there's red numbers and there's black numbers and if so, we we just decided to bet on a colour. So we just bet on red. Great, spin the wheel, and then it landed on green. And because you far, and that means that no one wins. It means everyone loses their money on the table. You can't win. And I didn't know about this. I didn't know there was a green. It was only <laughs> red and black. And your father's colorblind of course and he thought that it landed on red and we'd won so he went hooray <laughs> and I went what's green what does that mean so we lost our money in about five minutes and went out very sheepish and um <laughs> you know <laughs> feeling like fools so I don't know was that worth it was that worth it for that experience it was rigged <laughs> it was rigged I don't know it's not going to make us go back in a hurry that's for sure so have you seen gambling in movies or read about gambling in books that you've watched? Yes. Yes, I have. I actually saw some gambling, the roulette, I think, or a card game, I don't remember. But it was actually in Alvin and the Chipmunks. And it was a short scene, but Alvin won a lot of money. And that's just amazing. But Alvin and the Chipmunks, what would you say the target age range is for that? Oh, younger than me. Younger than you. <laughs> for little kids and it's glamorising gambling. And yeah, and it, it was a, on a cruise uh, in a casino. Uh, and that's 
so appalling that that message is going to really young people, um, that it's a, a glamorous, grown-up, fun thing to do, to go and waste your money. Um, yeah, I'm really appalled by that. What do you think the signs that someone has a problem with gambling are? Do you think I've got a problem? No. Even um, though I lost that $15 in the casino? No, I do not think that you're a gambler. Good. Uh, I think one of the signs would be the lack of money. Yep. Uh, asking friends and family for money a lot uh, is a sign. Uh, obsessing about sports and sports betting. Uh, obsessing about odds, talking about odds all the time. Um, lying uh, about how much someone is online, looking at sports betting. Um, and mood swings as well, feeling really moody or feeling great because you've won 10 bucks, feeling terrible because you've lost all your money, all those things are signs. Do you think you're at risk of having a gambling problem? I don't think so. <laughs> I kind of think so either. <laughs> but, you know, the internet said to have this talk, so here we are. Um, what would you do if you thought someone that you knew had a problem? I would probably ask someone for help. Yep. Like someone at school. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's services people could ring. Uh, youth line is one. Uh, kids helpline is another. Do you know how kids helpline works? No. <laughs> it's like a free call. So there's counsellors you can um, talk to, uh, or you can go online. So if you search kids helpline, they have like a web chat service, so you can type something and they'll type right back, and that's anonymous. That's a really good thing to recommend to people um, if they're struggling with anything, not just gambling. Sounds like something teenagers would use to prank call people. I wonder. I wonder how many prank calls they get on yeah. Kids Helpline. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a lot. Um, school counsellors, they're, they're there to help young people if they have a problem. I would guess if someone's got a problem with gambling and they're at high school, they're probably stealing their parents' money to to fuel it, so maybe their parents aren't going to be the first people they talk to about it. Yeah. Um, so how many scratchies do you get a year? I reckon I get about two or three scratchies a year, and I quite like the ones that take a bit of time to do because I know you don't win money on them. <laughs> we once won $15 off of one. Okay, there you go. That's the start of your problem. <laughs> um, look, very rarely. I have spent more money on scratchies than I have ever won. But I, I quite, I don't know, I quite like doing them sometimes. Um, I quite like the crossword ones uh, when you were little because I'd get you to find the letters. So it was like, it was like <laughs> learning. <laughs> learning plus gambling. <laughs> So if you're learning about gambling. Learning about gambling. So if you've ever got a problem, it's it's my fault. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks for talking with me, Ella. You're welcome. See you. Bye.